really enjoy being in his presence. And uh, I am so grateful, as I'm sure many are, for our pastor and pastor's wife. You know, you talk about the role of a pastor and a pastor's wife. A lot of times people neglect the pastor's wife, but uh, it takes just as much support from the pastor's wife as it does the service that's being given by our pastor. And I thank God for the man of God. You know, the first time I met him was in Okinawa, Japan, and I was a Marine. And um, I won't belabor the story too long, but I will tell you that when my intent, when I went to the church, I was invited, and um, this was a another turning moment in my life, and I was invited, and so I said, okay, I'll go, and I went with the intent. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go and make sure that they teach, they're teaching the truth. <laughs> I had been to several churches on the island, uh, several different services, so I brought my Bible, and I intended on making sure that everything was said was in line with the Word of God. And I quickly learned that evening that it was so. And uh, I found myself attending the church from then on. Little did I know I would become his son-in-law. That wasn't the plan initially. For me, that was God's plan. I didn't have a plan. But thank God uh, for what he has done because even after that, we had a chance to go back to Japan and serve under his ministry and uh, serve on mainland Japan. And that was uh, definitely another moment of development that I appreciate. We've had a lot of conversations back then. This was before I was a licensed minister, and we had a lot of conversations one-on-one. And, uh, but it was helpful. The thing that was helpful the most that I appreciate about my pastor is his consistency in being the man that he is. You know, that's so that's so hard to find these days is to find someone that's consistent. And so I appreciate that about this man of God. And I'm not just saying that because he's my father in law. Amen. But this is that this is that man consistent in doing and sincere in serving God. You know, uh, he could tell you his history and his story, where he's come from. He served in the military and all the things that that transpired in his life. But God took him from where he was all the way from Richlands, North Carolina, and brought him to Wisconsin. Who would have thought? And everywhere in between. Amen. <laughs> but God is, is, you know, blessed this man. And integrity is the other thing that I appreciate about this man. These are things that I value, consistency and integrity. And I'm so thankful that I can find that in my pastor. You know, it's it's just... It's amazing. It's amazing. Here we are again, and I'm able to serve again under his ministry and leadership. So obviously, God intended for me to continue. <laughs> In Jesus' name. So uh, I appreciate my pastor and pastor's wife very much. Um, I have grown to love them a great deal and uh, appreciate them, especially for their heart for the kingdom. And for the people of God. And if you ever doubt for a second, you know, they always tell you, you want to know the truth, ask the kids. I'm I'm not a kid, but (laughs) I spend time around them. (laughs) Amen. And I will tell you that there's a genuine concern 
for souls. Trust and believe that there there is a genuine, authentic concern for souls for each and every one of you. You know, times I've heard this man pray and times I've heard that that lady pray and they're naming names. Some people are not here and they're still naming names. I'm a product of their prayers. Amen. I am a product of their prayers. You'd have to sit down and hear the testimony, but thank God, you know, for these people and their genuine concern for the things of God. So I'm appreciative of that. I won't be before you long because God has already continued to move in this place. I just want to share a simple message. You know, a lot of times I have the opportunity to come and share a message and, you know, people come and come and say, oh, man, stepped on my toes. Oh, man, that hurt. That was rough. And it's not my intent. Amen. That is not my intent at all. Just sharing the word of God. But I believe this message will encourage you. If you haven't been encouraged, if you're left out of here feeling beat up, I believe this message will help you. Amen. Uh, going to John 3 and 16, a very familiar passage of scripture. John 3, 16. And I thank the pastor for allowing me the opportunity to come up here and to speak to the congregation and give him a day off a little bit. He's already been working. John three sixteen, if you have it, say amen. amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Father, we thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity once again to be in this place. I truly thank you, God, for your presence, oh God, in this place. The souls and hearts that you've moved upon already, God. The work that you have begun. We thank you so much for your mercy and your grace, God. It's only because of you, oh God, that we're here. Oh God, and everything that you have in store for us, God, we're thanking you now for it, Lord. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you would continue to do your work and have your way, Lord. Let your perfect will be done. Every need, let it be met in this place, O oh God. And may you be glorified in everything, O oh God. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I just want to minister, if I could, just for a few moments on the topic caught in the act of love. Caught in the act of love. If you look scripturally, you'll find that there are a lot of uh, moments in the scripture that God extended his love. He showed his love toward his people. And even some of those who were not grafted into the original family, God continued to show his love to many. Amen. And so when you find Jesus Christ comes along in the New Testament and you find that he's talking about love, a lot of what he talked about 
was love. In fact, they go to the extent of asking him the question, what do I need to do to get to heaven? And Jesus starts talking to them and says, listen, if you want to get to heaven, I understand you know the law, but you need to understand that the whole law hinges upon two specific things. One is to love God with everything in you, and the other one is to love your neighbor as yourself. What I love about Jesus is that he just didn't talk about love, but he went and he exemplified love. Every time he came in contact with someone that was in need, Jesus showed them love. Somebody that needed healing, Jesus was expressing his love. Amen. When someone needed deliverance, they needed to be healed from demons. It was Jesus expressing his love. The times that he took to teach the the multitudes, it was him expressing his love. And so you see the common thread throughout the whole New Testament. It's talking really about the love of God. Everything that he expects from us is because he loves us. All of the standards that were set in place and the law that was set in place was because of his love. It was to take care of his people because he loved them. Amen. It wasn't just to put restrictions on them and make them feel bound, but it was to make sure to keep them from danger that they really did not see. I'm here to let you know right now that you are here because you are caught in the act of God's love. Everything that has transpired in your life is because you have been caught in the act of God's love. The times that you thought you were going to be destroyed by the enemy, I'm here to let you know that you live today because you were caught in the act of God's love. When you were in situations that you thought were impossible, let me encourage you and let you know that you were caught in God's love. Amen. Nothing that happened happens by happenstance. But understand that everything that's taking place in your life is because God allows it. Understand that everything that you have and everything that you become is because you've been caught in the act of God's love. The times that you should have been taken out, you didn't see the danger coming your way. But you need to know and understand that you've been caught in the act of God's love. I'm sorry if you've been in bad relationships, but honey, it's not over because you're caught in the act of God's love. Maybe your mama and your daddy gave up on you and stopped loving you, but you're still caught up in God's love. If you've been let down by your husband or your wife, you've been let down by your siblings, understand that you're still caught in the act of God's love. Nothing happens without God allowing it. But everything that you have and everything that you are, the place that you are right now, is because you're caught in the act of God's love. Please understand that it's the enemy's intent to destroy. The Bible lets us know that the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. He cares nothing for your soul. But it's God. The Bible says that I have come. Jesus said I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. It doesn't matter what the enemy said. Maybe he wrote you off and said this was it for you. But you're still here today because you're caught in the act of God's love. You need to understand that it's not over for you. You might have given up and said, well, oh well, I can't do it. I can't get to the point where I'm trying to get to. Everybody has given up on me. But don't give up yourself. Don't let go of the hope and understand that you are here and you're living and you're well. You have your right mind because you're caught in the act of God's love. Here's the beautiful thing about God's love. It's not temporary. You've got
got some love that will be here today and gone tomorrow. Maybe some love that will be here but will let you go as soon as time as I get offended. Now I don't love you anymore because we can't get along and we can't agree on everything. But let me tell you something about God's love. You can't earn God's love. You can't buy God's love. You don't have enough to gain God's love. But understand that God loved you before you loved yourself. Before you even came into the world, it was God's love that was still keeping you. Tom, maybe when you should have given up, let me tell you something about my life. What y'all don't realize, and I found this out a couple of years ago, I was supposed to be, uh, my mom was supposed to have an abortion. She didn't, I didn't know this, but she told me this. She was going to have an abortion and she was on her way to the hospital, but something stopped her. Something kept her from, from going through with that abortion. I'm telling you right now, I've grown to understand that it was only God's love that was keeping me. I didn't have a clue what was about to happen to me, but it was because of God's love that I'm here today. I'm not here on my own strength and abilities. I'm not any better than anybody else, but I thank God for the love of God that's been keeping me. When I was down and out and I was in my trash, living in sin, it was God's love that was reaching out to me. Do you understand that there's no place that you can go that God's love can't reach. It don't matter how far down you go. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. God's love is able to reach out and pull you out. The song says I was sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful storm, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me, now safe in my the song says love lifted me and I'm so glad that he didn't leave me stricken, drowning down in sin, being destroyed by the enemy. But the love came down and rescued me and pulled me out. Now safe, set me up on a rock to stand and I'm safe because of his love. Hallelujah. Everything that we do. Do we live the life that we live because of His love? So you've done some things in your life. That doesn't change God's love. God's love is not conditional. In fact, it didn't matter how much good you did in your life. God's love was still there before you can do the first act. God's love was there when you was down and out and doing your sin. God's love was there when you were in your tragedy, in your circumstances. And God's love was there when everything was going good. God's love is consistent. You can go out in the world today and you can find out in a lot of relationships, I love you today because we get along. I love you today because maybe you make me feel good. Maybe because you bought me some gifts. But I thank God for God's love. I thank God that I'm caught up in the act of God's love. I'm not living this life trying to pursue love from other relationships. I thank God for my wife and the fact that she loves me. But even if my wife didn't love me, I thank God that he loves me. I'm so glad that his love never fails me. Even when I fail to love him, 
He's still loving me. In fact, the Bible tells me he loved me. We love him because he loved me first. It was his love that saved me. It was his love that rescued me. And it's his love that's keeping me going on. I'm so glad that I'm caught in the act of his love. Here's the beautiful thing about his love. You got a lot of folks in our world today that's looking for love. Many people are pursuing careers. Many people are aspiring to be like superstars. And, you know, they're following all the latest models and all the latest fashions and styles to be accepted socially. So they can get and achieve love. Gang members join gangs to be accepted. They don't join with the intent of trying to kill. But their initial reason is because they want to be accepted. They want to feel loved. Can you imagine all the people that have been rejected in this world today? Neglected, abused, and misused. But God wants you to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been through, you might know some people that have been through some crazy stuff. But God wants you to understand that no matter where you've gone, no matter what you've been through, no matter what your experiences were, it doesn't matter if relationships failed or not. It doesn't matter if people walked away from you or not. You had friends today and tomorrow you lost friends. doesn't matter if people on your job don't like you. It doesn't matter who accepts you. It's God's love that remains. And when you get God's love in you, You'll be able to share it with the world. This is not that fickle love. It's genuine, authentic love. When you're caught in the act of God's love, it does something to you. It changes your life. Paul says, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. So how, how can I embrace that love? Some folks can't get to the love of God because they're living in fear. You live your life in fear that's keeping you from being filled because perfect love casted out all fear. I'm here to encourage you. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to live in doubt. You don't have to live discouraged, destitute. You don't have to live defeated by the enemy. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. God's love is there. The enemy doesn't love you. He could care less about you. But thank God for his love. Today, you're caught in the act of God's love. You're here today. Because you're caught in the act of God's love. You thought it was just you that decided to come? Do you not realize God has been surrounding you with his love? Every prompting you've had on your heart to change your life is because he's been trying to reach out to you. 
and let you know I love you. Yes, I love you. While the world is saying I hate you, I love you. You might have some family members that are saying I hate you, but God is saying I love you. You may have some people that you know that used to be close to you that says I don't want to have nothing to do with you anymore, but God is saying I still love you. And I'm not willing to let you go. I want you to leave here. Please don't leave here and allow the enemy to deceive you. Everything that we preach and teach about is according to the word of God, but understand it's still in love. It's God's love. Consider this. You imagine someone that you know, that you care deeply about. And you're watching them and they're on their way to getting ready to cross the train tracks and the train is coming. They don't hear the train. They don't see the train because they're distracted. But you see it. Most of us in here will raise our hand and say, yes, I'm going to do everything I can to try to keep them from getting hit by that train. I'm going to do everything I can to keep them from being destroyed. Understand that's how God feels about you. Even when you turn your back on God, when you've closed your ears to God, God is still saying, she's mine. He's mine. They're mine. It doesn't matter what the enemy has said about you. It doesn't matter what he's trying to do to you. God is saying, yeah, they're mine. I've got a plan for them. I've got a plan for them. Oh, yeah, I want to save this. So it's something I want to do. There's something special I have in store for them. The enemy keeps coming and saying, no, God don't want nothing to do with you. You know all the stuff that you did. You know what happened. You know you could have avoided that. And now you're living in shame and guilt. And the end, it's all by the enemy. He's trying to trick you and deceive you from believing. You see what the scripture says? For God so loved the world. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not one of us in here is more special than the other. And not one of us have gotten here because of our own abilities and our own works. Because God loves us, he invokes his grace and mercy upon us. And here's what's beautiful, folks. Not that we should take it for granted, but God loves us so much. He's willing to wait until we decide to choose him. Now, I can't find too many people on this earth that will sit there and wait until you decide you want to accept them. But God says it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how many times you reject me. Doesn't matter how many times you've tried to get away from me. You you've stayed away from church because you were running from me. But it doesn't matter. I still love you. There's nothing that you can do to stop God's love. Nothing. Nothing you can do. Name one thing God says my love can cover that. <laughs> 
bring the most wretched person and God looks at him and says, my love can change that. <laughs> That's God's love. Matchless, unconditional, powerful love that changes. It's God's love. Will you stand with me? I hope, I really hope and pray. It is so easy to forget because of the life that we live. We, we live in a busy world and so many things are going on. We come in contact with people. People are here today, gone tomorrow, different relationships we have, business, whatever the case may be, personal relationships, and things happen. And sometimes we don't realize the damage it causes to our hearts. And then for some of us, because of the things that we experienced, we've charged God for being guilty of letting those things happen. When God said, if I didn't love you and if it wasn't for me, you would have been in a worse state than what you were in. But it's because of my love, you're still here. You survived. You made it through. And oh, by the way, because my love has brought you through, what makes you think I can't bring you further? God loves you. Some people will hate people because of the way they look, the color of their skin, the way that they speak, the neighborhood they live in, the church that they go to. So much hatred. But in the midst of it all, the common thing that keeps flowing is God's divine love. Would you lift your hands this afternoon? Father, we believe your spirit and your presence is in this place today, God. And I believe that you have spoken to some hearts in this place. So, God, specific needs, specific things that you know have been on their hearts and their minds, oh God. Well, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you would not only surround them with your love, oh God, but that you would fill their hearts, oh God, with your divine love. Lord Jesus, I pray, oh God, that you would begin to reconcile them unto you, oh God. Embrace them, Lord God, and give them the ability to embrace you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that every soul that's here right now, the enemy is devising a plan to deceive, oh God, and to destroy souls. But I pray not so in the name of Jesus. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You are a liar and the truth is not in you. God, let your love touch right now, God. Let it go with them everywhere that they go, Lord. Help them to be reassured, Lord Jesus, that no matter what goes on in life, there's nothing, oh God, that can stop your love. Move right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would mend broken hearts right now. God, every heart that's been damaged, oh God, for whatever reason, Lord. Broken relationships. Oh God, neglect, rejection, oh God. We pray right now, Lord, that you would begin to mend broken hearts. Heal, oh God, and deliver in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, oh God, let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Right now, I'm encouraging you, whoever you are, lift up your heart to Jesus right now. He wants to touch your heart. He wants to give you a new heart. 
He wants to give you a new heartbeat. He wants to do some things in your life. Go ahead and lift up your heart to him right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, call out to him. Call out to him, let him know, Lord, I invite you right now. Yes, Lord, I've been closed off a little bit. I haven't been trusting very much. I've been hurt too many times. I've been let down too many times. I've been disappointed too many times. God, I don't know if I can do this. But God, if you're willing to love me, I ask that you help me, oh God, to love you back. Oh God, I pray, Lord, heal, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. I want to take this time right now. You keep praying, but if there's someone right now who really would like God to do a healing work in your heart and in your life, if you're broken, if you feel like you've been damaged, you feel like your life is in pieces, and you don't know where to begin to put it back together, come on up here. We want to pray with you. Come on, don't try to do this on your own. It's too many pieces. The damage has been too much, but God is saying, I can do it. I can do it. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to come to me. Don't run away from me. I care and love you. And I want to fix this. Come on, somebody. Don't leave here in the same state. God loves you too much. God loves you too much. Come on, let God do the work. You've been trying to put your life back together. You've been trying to get on the right track on your own. You're tired of failing every time it seems like you just can't get ahead in life. You make an effort and you take a step, but it seems like you keep taking steps backwards. God is saying, you don't have to do it on your own. I love you too much to leave you alone. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody needs to call out to the name of the Lord.